How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carlos scores! Well done, boy. There's some swagger. Push come to shove. We're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. We were going to record last week, and then it didn't really happen. And then it kind of ended up happening anyway, because we recorded with Jesse from Kingsman Podcast. So quick plug for that. If you haven't listened to it already, we talked some about Mike Richards. We're going to talk about it more now. Um, first, Diane is still in Utah. So I guess, Diane, how are you? How is Sundance? Uh, Sundance is wonderful. It's winding down. I'm very excited to be back to my normal life and highly disappointed that while I was in Utah, Trevor Lewis has scored exactly zero goals. Yeah, so unlike him. Um, they have, well, they play Monday and you'll still be there. So that's, I think, his last opportunity. You got to do it, Trevor Lewis. <laughs> yeah, it's it's coming down to the wire here. You got to, um, you know, live up to this thing so we can make it a tradition. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I guess before we start talking about the hockey for real, I want to ask you, what has been your favorite movie that you've seen in Sundance? Oh, um, well, let me think. I think I really liked the movie Z for Zachariah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a movie with uh, Chris Pine, Margot Robbie, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. I could never pronounce this. How do you pronounce it? I, I say a bunch of different Ejiofor. things all the time. Chiwetel Ejiofor? Sure. Yeah, let's um, go with that. And it's just the three of them. It's post-apocalyptic. It's pretty darn good. Nice. I feel like I, isn't it based on like a graphic novel or something? I think, I think it, it is. It might be. Is it? I feel like I'd heard of it before and it is, it's based on either a graphic novel or some kind of, some kind of written form first. That may also uh, have art. What I find funny is that the director is also one of like the co-creators of Homestar Runner. Really? So that's a blast from the past. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know. All the interesting things that you learn. And also, I feel like if I was, if somebody was like, where do you think the person who created Homestar Runner will end up? I don't think I would have thought making movies with Chris Pine in them. Oh, by the way, Chris Pine is beautiful in it. Uh, as His eyes are annoyingly important. blue. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget that about him as a person, like until I see him on screen again. And I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> Your eyes are amazing. Yep, pretty much. They come out in full force in this movie. <laughs> so that is good to know. That, um, yes. Important Chris Pine update at the start of our podcast. <laughs> also, also, is he sleeping with other people? I'm going to just, I have to probably write about all of this. He's sleeping with other people because it's really funny. What? Who is in that? Um, it's Jason Sudeikis and Alison Brie, but Jason Manzukis is like this, my favorite part of it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, that concludes movie talk. With <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just curious, because of course I see like snippets of things playing at Sundance, and I'm like, oh right, I should ask Diane what she's seen and what she liked. Yeah, I've, I've seen random things, like I try not to see the ones that have already been bought, because, you know, they're going to come out right. or, like eventually, and so it's like, well, let's see like the weirdo uh, world films and like documentaries and, and things like that here. That makes sense. That's a good way to tackle it, I think. Yeah. So I guess that means you probably haven't seen any Kings games. Have you paid any attention to what's been going on the past week or so? Um, I, unfortunately, on <laughs> to the 10th that I run or that I work at, streamed the Kings Boston game. And so I was just a very angry, 
volunteer <laughs> staff member because things like because Brad Marchand scored two goals. Yeah. Yeah. So random tidbit about that game while I was like going through to make sure I didn't miss any news things that we wanted to talk about on here. Apparently yesterday when that or before that game was going on, John Kerry, Secretary of the United States, um, was <laughs> in Boston and like had a meeting with the foreign minister of Canada and also the foreign secretary of Mexico. And I don't know, it was like some random I don't think it was a big meeting. It was just like they met up, they talked about like trade agreements and stuff. And John Kerry made a joke during this that was like, yeah, we like to keep an eye on sort of our big trade deals and whatnot. And we're going to check out one later today when we go see the Boston Bruins beat the LA Kings. Ha 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 ha. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know if uh, John Kerry should be making uh, hockey jokes. You know, I find yeah. it delightful, but that seems very out of place. It was very, uh, yeah, it just came up in my search and I was like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that they lived, uh, he's from Massachusetts, so I'm glad that they lived up to uh, his expectations in a way. I mean, I'm not glad I wanted the Kings to win, but it's kind of weird yes. that John Kerry was like, we're going to this game later and I hope the Bruins win. Yeah, it's, oh, it's annoying because uh, the tent that I work in is writers and press. And so one of the guys is from Toronto and it does not care like about hockey. And I found that personally offensive. But I mean, I guess he's also in a city where their team is kind of shitty. Yeah, that's true. They are apparently, Toronto's on a nine-game losing streak now. And on, like, the worst goal-scoring streak of franchise history for them in the last, like, month or so. Which is crazy because actually their underlying numbers have gotten better. But for some reason, it's just like... You've gotten better, but you're not scoring any goals. So people are like, "Why did we like nothing is happening? This was supposed to be good. <laughs> we have nothing to cheer about." Or Toronto, um, as always. Although I guess um, speaking of them, there is some news about like the Kings and the Maple Leafs continuing to happen, continuing to have small headlines. In that the other day, so first of all. Everybody knows Mike Richards sent down to Manchester and he actually has played there now. He played his first game this week. And Dave Nonis, the GM for the Toronto Maple Leafs, was at the game to apparently scout Mike Richards. So that's a thing. Um, and then the other tidbit that has come up is that Brendan Shanahan said that he would, like in his ideal world, he would want Rob Blake to be the next GM of the Maple Leafs, which seems super random. Yeah, that seems strange. And I'm like, don't send Mike Richards to the Leafs. He's been through enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's going to help him get his game back. Yeah. Uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's so. send him to one of the most difficult environments possible. Yes. Because what what we really need is Mike Richards' place where hockey media is like, a big thing yeah because <laughs> what we need is mike richards talking to the media at all times yeah yeah that that would be terrible for him it would be probably <laughs> amusing for people paying attention to it but terrible for him i guess okay so the quote was from it was bob mckenzie who talked about it and he was on tsn radio 1050 on friday so here is the thing he said quote i've also heard over the course of time that brendan shanahan's first choice if he were to hire a general manager other than dave Nonis would be rob blake who worked with shanahan at player safety and now of course works for the LA Kings under the Dean Lombardi regime. Um, Blake says that he has not talked to the Leafs about that at all and wants to stay with the Kings but I 
I guess, I mean, they did work together previously, Shanahan and Blake, so at least it's sort of like a vote of confidence, like Shanahan really liked working with him, they work really well together. But Rob Blake has been an AGM for the Kings for 0.3 seconds. (laughs) What could he possibly know about managing an entire team? Yeah, um, I think he probably should put uh, put in the time with the Kings first. I think, I like that Rob Blake has, seems to have realized, too, that he should hold off and learn a little more, maybe. But it is interesting that Shanahan is like, yeah, I would bring him on right now to handle this team that is apparently struggling more than they ever have before. Um, they're not the only team that's struggling. Actually, well, first of all, I think it's funny that the Maple Leafs are basically like, look, we're the Toronto Maple Leafs, but we would like to be the LA Kings. So how could we make this happen in as many steps as possible? Steal as many of their uh, components as possible. Yeah. So they're like, all right, maybe we'll start with Mike Richards. We'll also get Rob Blake. I don't know. Maybe we can give the Kings the enough. Maybe we can try to pry to pull your Pearson away from them, which not happening. Teams apparently keep asking. It's not happening. <laughs> but I do find it funny that the Maple Leafs are trying so hard to just break pieces off of the Kings franchise. Uh, slowly they're just going to like be out now I'm thinking of like super like wearing other people's skins mm. um, like in House of Thousand Corpses so you can cut that part out <laughs> <laughs> the Leafs trying to make a king skin suit <laughs> yep pretty much that's where I'm at right now that's so horrible <laughs> I know I've been watching horror movies at midnight at Sunday so that's I guess, where it's going in my brain. Oh, man. Um, Well, hopefully that's not going to happen, basically. Uh, But they're trying really hard. Um, Although it's kind of weird because the Kings are, of course, struggling right now. Their record, 21, 16, and 12. They are fifth in the Pacific Division. And they are three points out as of this recording. They are three points out of a wild card spot. But also three points out of that third spot in the Pacific because Calgary and Vancouver are actually both tied with um, 57 points. For some reason I wrote in my notes 60, but it's 57. (laughs) Um, The Kings have 54 points. They need to win games (laughs) is where it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, everyone keeps talking about these like, oh, you know, this line, that line, this person needs to do this, but... (laughs) What it all boils down to is they need to win games, and they just can't seem to do that. Yeah. Although their win against the Blackhawks was delightful. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. They had to tie it three times. I mean, there were sort of shades of that Game 7 in the Western Conference Final with that, like, oh, they keep going down. But they found a way to come back. And um, it was also Tyler Toffoli's first game back in the lineup after he was gone with mononucleosis. And he scored the tying goal, the third tying goal against Chicago, which was nice because I always like the opportunity to think of him as a Blackhawks killer. Uh, and yeah, he had a great game. Jeff Carter also had a really great game. Yeah, two two goals? Yes. Amazing. Yeah, and- it was watching bar in Utah with some friends here from Chicago. They don't necessarily care about hockey, except... They, they're from Chicago, so they're like, yeah, we're Blackhawks fans now. Um, and I yelled in their faces. It was fantastic. Nice. Nice. I went to the first game between the Kings and the Blackhawks this season, and that was the wrong game to go to because the <laughs> Kings lost 4-1. But I'm really glad that they won this one. And um, also, similar to that Western Conference Final Series, both Corey Crawford and Jonathan Quick finished with save percentages below 900. So it's very weird to think about those games being goal scoring fests, but it seems like that's kind of what they've turned into in one way or another, most of the time. 
Yeah, that's true. I feel like there was something else specifically that I was going to say about that game. Oh, it was about Jeff Carter. So he had the two goals, but he almost had a hat trick. He had an awesome shorthanded break against um, against the Blackhawks. There was a turnover that I think like the puck was meant for Jonathan Taves, and Jeff Carter sort of bats it away a little bit and then manages to gain enough distance between him and Taves and other players sort of bearing down on him to get a nice backhand shot against Corey Crawford. It's saved. And then, because he's Jeff Carter, he was determined in that game, still gets another shot attempt. That one goes wide. But I was like, way to get two shorthanded chances um, against this particular team. I like it. I think he's just taking out his frustration about the fact that Mike Richards was, you know, taken from him. <laughs> Did you see his post-game interview? If, if you haven't watched anything else, I hope you've managed to see that. I have see I haven't seen it with uh, Sam yet, so I'm oh. well. I just watched what his face was doing. I guess as he's talking about Mike Richards, but I'll have to go uh, check that out. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's hard to tell if he like he, he's like very ch- like choked up during it. And keeps trying to like clear his throat, and it's hard to tell if it's just because it was like an unfortunate moment. Like all of a sudden you sort of have a frog in your throat kind of thing. But because he's talking about Mike Richards for a significant chunk of it, it seems very emotional. (laughs) No, that's beautiful. (laughs) You know, he's just a tough guy to lose. And he's like, there are things, you know, there are things that happen that the normal fan doesn't see that happen behind closed doors. And it's like, oh, you're, you miss him. (laughs) <laughs> poor Jeff Gardner uh, I want I need Mike Richards to come back just for more reunited and it feels so good jokes oh yeah oh that would that would be great <laughs> reunited and it feels so good the sequel the sequel yes but Mike Richards it seems I mean there there's, hasn't been really any drama so to speak the Kings don't really seem to operate that way but Mike Richards kind of seems like a little bit of hard feelings because he, so after his first game that he played with the Monarchs, and he's wearing, by the way, his the number 18 again, which I just found mildly interesting. Um, <laughs> anyway, after that game, he was interviewed and Andy Tong from Mayor's Manor put up quotes. One of the things he talked about, of course, was the call and like whether or not he knew about it because people saw the post, I think, from his girlfriend on Twitter about sort of indicating that he had gotten engaged and people wanted to know, did he know about that? Was it like, oh, you got engaged? Great news for yourself. Oh, you're getting waived. Worst <laughs> news in the span of a few hours. Um, and so the quote from him was, Dean called me on Sunday night and told me that was that. The reporter asks him, did he have any specific message for you? Um, Richard says, no, it was a pretty quick conversation. I'm putting you on waivers tomorrow. See you later. <laughs> Can you imagine, first of all, if that is all Dean Lombardi said? Hi, I'm putting you on waivers tomorrow. See you later. Please. It's Dean Lombardi. I'm sure he gave a long speech, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he probably prefaced a war, A war metaphor in there. <laughs> right. He wanted to let Mike know that he was so appreciated and that he loved him so much, but he is going to wave him the next yeah. day. Yes. Um, but anyway, so that's what Mike says. He goes, after that, he says, there's nothing you can really say, to be honest. It is what it is. He's not going to say anything that's going to make it any easier. Uh, then, of course, we mentioned that Dave Nonis was there scouting them. And still, though, despite that, the Kings are going to the White House on Monday to meet up with the president. And they extended the invitation to Richards. I think the way it works, basically anybody who was on that championship team can go as long as their current team says it's okay. So that would technically include Willie Mitchell, but I don't actually know what the Panther schedule is. They're probably playing on Monday or something. But that means Jeff Schultz and Mike Richards could go if the Monarchs, you know, if it was fine and the Monarchs aren't playing on Monday. So totally clear. Mike Richards chose not to go 
to meet up with the team in DC. Jeff Schultz, however, is. So it seems like <laughs> some feelings. Not yeah, quite some resolved. feelings are hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Still feeling awkward. a little uh, a little raw from his uh, demotion to the East Coast. Yeah. I mean, they sent him into, like, a blizzard. That's true. And the weather is terrible. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, so Mike Richards, uh, not, not quite... That's, like, kind of upsetting for me that he's not going to the White House. I know. I, like, I, just go to, go to the White House. Come on. I hate it, too. I think, I think because you hope... I mean, I hope anyway that, like, even though you don't expect him to be happy with it, nobody wants to be sent down. But you hope that, like, at least things are okay enough between the teammates that he's like, I'd rather be there with them at the White House. But he he apparently can't deal with it. But so Photoshop him into the White House photo. Yeah, we'll put Mike Richards there. He will be there if we have anything to say about it. In a Manchester Monarchs jersey. Because he's not wearing a suit to the White House. No, he's just not going at all. jersey to rub yep. it in everybody's face. Yep. He should wear actually the jersey and a blazer over it so he sort of fits in, but he wants everybody to know. That would be amazing. <laughs> just, you know, subtly just rub it in. Yeah, so it'll be weird that he's not there and it sucks that he's sent down. Um, Although, I I mean, it sounds like the Kings are still trying to trade him. And if he's not going to come back to the LA Kings, which it seems like less and less likely that he will, that I do hope he's traded because I want him to be able to play in the NHL still. I think he is capable of playing in the NHL still. Like, it might suck if he's now perpetually a bottom six player, but I'd, I'd rather see Mike Richards as a bottom six player in the National Hockey League and not stuck in the AHL because, unfortunately, his contract is messed up. Yeah, and um, in terms of that, Dean Lombardi was saying as well, you know, in the case of Tammy Solani, who had kind of a, a couple of, like, down years or whatever, and everyone, like, wrote him off, and then he went back to be amazing. So maybe Mike Richards can do the same thing Yeah, and use this as a, a time to, like, you know, nose the grindstone, really work and get back to NHL-caliber yeah that's what i would like to see there were some comparisons to wade redden who you know was a defenseman and he had gotten he was like really good played for more than a decade in the nhl and then was sent down his contract was buried because it was before the new cba so his contract was buried by the new york rangers people similar to mike richards they were like oh it's his drop off seems very sudden. It's weird that he is suddenly playing terribly this early. Like he was in his early thirties, and um, so Pierre LeBron from ESPN reached out to Wade Redden to ask him, you know, like does what's happening to Mike Richards now remind you of your own story? And Redden has was very forthcoming. He was like, yeah, he. Uh, Quote, I have to say it has crossed my mind. For him, he ended up saying that even though when you're first sent down, you feel very out of place because you don't really know the players and you're used to playing a certain way in the NHL and the AHL game is different because there are a lot of guys still learning how to up their pace and whatnot. Um, It's very strange, very humbling, but he really liked it because he sort of embraced the role of being that older guy. One thing that he talked about that I really liked was that he said uh, after, you know, there were a number of times where he bought like iPads for guys after game winning goals and whatnot and just sort of <laughs> like really embraced being able to be that guy to sort of boost these, uh, and you know, in most cases, much younger players. And then eventually he was able to play in the NHL again for a couple seasons after they bought his contract out. And um, 
been retired as an NHL player rather than somebody who had just gotten, unfortunately, sent down to the AHL. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Mike Richards is thinking, how soon can I retire necessarily? But I, I do hope that similar to Wade Redden, um, he is able to find another opportunity in the AHL and hopefully like end his story in a way that he wants to rather than just being a product of unfortunate circumstances. I find it comical that Mike Richards is going to be like team dad. Uh, he just always seems super gruff in interviews and stuff like that. So the idea of him like mentoring these small children who want to make it into the NHL is like fairly comical to me. Yeah. I always wonder, like people talk about how he's really respected in the locker room. I always wonder what Mike Richards is like in the locker room because when he talks about, like we've talked about it before, when he talks about other players, he's very forthcoming. And then yeah. the second you ask him about like himself, he gets very reserved. So it's it's interesting. I wonder where that balance is. Like, is he someone that talks all the time um, in more private situations? Or like, would it be weird? Like, is he like the weird, quiet guy? Like, <laughs> What is it like? <laughs> Once again, I just want an all access behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that Redden thing, too, it was mentioned that he and Mike Richards have the same, or part of the same management group, basically. So um, LeBron writes, you know, don't be surprised if when Redden reaches out to Richards personally, uh, which would be really interesting, I think, to see. I mean, yeah. I mean, because he is one who has in that exact situation and it's a fairly unique one so yeah uh, he can mentor someone else and mentor Mike Richards through this I suppose yeah talk him through it don't yeah. be so down <laughs> it'll be okay yeah. although I mean like Mike Richards has had a great career to this point he's won a lot of things it's not the worst yeah he still holds like a record for winning you know whatever those things that he's won Olympic gold medals Stanley Cup blah 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 yeah yeah. Um, he's still the only player to do so, so, you know, he's done all right. Right. He'll be he's cool. the captain of a team. It's all good. I liked the jokes on Twitter. People were like, I can't wait to see Mike Richards win his second Calder Cup with an AHL team. Because so. the Monarchs are really good. It's not even like he got sent down to, like, a crappy AHL team. At least he got sent down to a good one. So it's it's the best of the of the lower tier. So right, yeah, yeah. Oh God, if he does, well, like seriously, what if that happens? <laughs> well, yeah, that would how be pretty amazing intense. would that be? He went okay, so back to back cup winner, but <laughs> right. one of them's a Stanley Cup and one of them's a Calder Cup. That's a drastic difference. <laughs> what a life for my. It's like goodness. it's like sort of a fall from grace, but not really. <laughs> now I really want that to happen. Just I know, right? I want to see the stories that people write about it. <laughs> he it wins at every up. level, every level, a- every <laughs> level, no matter what. <laughs> you mentioned, of course, that we would love to see behind the scenes things. A funny thing is that when Mike Richards got waived, I think I saw Rich Hammond talk about it. That actually. Epic's series crew had started filming, but they missed the start of all of that happening because they were not back from the All-Star weekend festivities because flights, some flights had been canceled and whatnot. So I don't know how much we'll actually get to see of the initial reaction of Mike Richards being waived and all of that drama. Um, but the Epic's crew is around now. <laughs> so we'll see some stuff. Yeah, that's really disappointing that they were like around to see the, the initial reaction. Because by, by now, you know, I feel like people are have, like coached themselves on how they want to portray like the whole uh, the waivers and all that, like how they want to talk about it and, you know, figuring out little like media bites and what what have you. So it would have yeah. been interesting to see the initial like raw reaction of like, hey, 
Rick is down in the AHL now. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they, you know, like seeing the players come into practice or something and what that mood was like. I mean, it's professional and like it sucks. I don't think it would have been crazy dramatic. But yeah, like you said, it would just it would have been cool to see like the genuine response or what the mood was. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. So, but I am excited to see the series, which starts Tuesday. Also, something that I didn't realize, but it's apparently a thing, the Stadium Series game itself, they they are doing a Fathom events thing, or they're going to show it live in a few LA movie theaters. Pretty that, weird and cool. I don't remember if they did that last year. I was going to ask that if they did that last year, but that's like really, that's really bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you want to, uh, there's three for anybody living in the LA area, um, AMC Puente Hills. Cinemark, Howard Hughes, and the Regal Cinemas at LA Live. If you want to go watch the Stadium Series game on the big screen, which is an option to you. <laughs> I mean, that's actually kind of cool. Grab some popcorn and soda. Yeah. Be with a bunch of people to like hoot and holler. I guess that's pretty nice. Just be that you're in like a darkened boot. I don't know. That's kind of strange. Like they always advertise like having um, like business meetings there. And I always find that weird. So I always wonder, yeah, whenever I see like fathom event stuff, it's like either for have your meeting here or it's like an event for like some opera or something that they're going to show for one night. And I'm always, I do wonder what those are like. Uh, maybe I'll go, I'm not going to the stadium series game because I actually got an opportunity for a work thing. And it was like, I could spend money or I could make money. So I'm going to make money that weekend. But You'll be there, I know. So maybe maybe I'll go check out one of these movie theaters just to we see what it's like. We will have very different uh, <laughs> experiences and that you'll be in a movie theater watching it and I'll be at Levi's Stadium. <laughs> I'll tell you what it's like to sit in the dark and either cheer or hate myself. <laughs> so We'll we'll, com- we'll compare experiences. Do we know who's performing? Uh, I don't. I don't have it. Is there anything. a performance? I, I, I feel like there has to be, but I don't remember what it is if it's been announced. Because I, I want to be like, hey, is Fallout Boy as good on <laughs> right. the big screen as they are live or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I, I should check that out because I, I, I honestly don't know if anything has been announced. Um, and I am curious about who they get. Hopefully it's not Kiss again. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully not. Like, I was going to say that it would be like Metallica because it's up in the Bay Area, but oh. they already had a King's Sharks Metallica <laughs> night. So, Metallica night! Um, so I don't know who would be there instead. Yeah. Oh, the other thing about, sort of about Mike Richards. I mean, he'll probably be gone from the King system entirely by next season. But in the event that he is not, he, like, if he stayed with the Monarchs, he would actually be able to come back to Southern California because it has been announced, finally, officially, that there will be a Pacific division in the AHL and the Reign, who are in Ontario, California, and the Monarchs, of course, in New Hampshire, are switching or switching places. So the AHL roster is coming out to Ontario. They will be known as the Ontario Reign, I believe. I think they're going to change, obviously, the logo and the jerseys probably to match the king system that design i think will be revealed in the next couple weeks and then the rain is going out there so it's cool we'll get to see some ahl players finally without having to travel to the east coast i am really excited about that like we kept trying to go to a rain game it just like never worked out but now i guess we're gonna have to actively try to go to ontario yeah um that's a weird thing that i never thought i would say (laughs) Just going to Ontario this weekend. Yeah, just I gotta explore Ontario. You gotta do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be really exciting to see all of those young players that we we constantly talk about. But uh, yeah, to to see them live and in person, and see them kind of grow and 
get their chance with the with the kings when the time comes. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Also, it's a lot cheaper. True. Um, I'm not gonna lie. And I figured, like, maybe we'll see more movement up and down, like different guys sort of rotating, and maybe because they're closer now, and the kings have that as an option more often. It'll be interesting to see. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. But I, I totally did not think about the fact that my just could just come back to Southern California if he stayed with the (laughs) one. His triumphant return to Southern California. That's absurd. I mean, like, if it happens, if he is still somehow with the king system and they don't manage a trade, it will be a year later. So I think everybody will be used to it a little more. But I wonder if it'll still be weird because it it could be like, yeah, like, we could hang out with Mike Richards on the weekend. He's not on the team, though. Yeah, like, he's still (laughs) three doors down from, you know, players that he's played with but right we're not friends any like <laughs> he's at the staple center watching games like right. i don't know how does that work on the weekends they could go to ontario and see mike richards play if they want to wait no that makes me so happy <laughs> i need that to happen <laughs> oh goodness uh, which makes me think by the way like speaking of going to see players on the weekend like we know gaspar kovatar has been playing for the rain and like his family will go to see him sometimes. But is he going to... I don't know. I know they re-signed him, of course, for this season. I don't know if it extends to next season at all or whatever. But I wonder, like, is he going to have to go to New Hampshire and stay with the rain? Or is he going to find a way to get signed by the 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 new rain, the AHL team, without being part of the Kings? I was like, oh, poor little Escopita. <laughs> I know. So that that's the worst. That's the worst. He's being brutally taken away from his family yeah. in California. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, the 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 existing reign, the EHL, ECHL team, get the rawest end of this deal. <laughs> like goodbye, <laughs> go to New Hampshire. Yep, that sucks. Yeah, but uh, it could be a triumphant return of Mike Richards if he stays with that team. So we we'll see. Well, he could return. Call their champion, Mike Richards. There, yeah, there are so many Mike Richards in the AHL narratives that I want to happen now. <laughs> We're writing so many stories. Um, I know. Please let them all come true. <laughs> exactly. Please. I, I think that's pretty much it for the Kings this week. Again, they need to do some more winning. Like, it's hard to even talk about how they've been playing. Because, again, they've still been playing fine. They're just not winning games. They need to win games because it's it's getting dangerous with that, like, wild card you know, spot. Like, I think Dallas is now only one point behind them. It's rough. I am really interested to see what the trade deadline is going to bring, because I assume it's going to bring something. Obviously, we're making moves to make some space for someone new, and I want to know who that someone is um, and how that's going to affect the Kings, if at all. Yeah. Because obviously we have a nice history of that, but... I, mean, I, I like always hope that that continues to be the case, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're in an interesting spot where this time they don't need goal scoring. Like, their goal scoring has been fine for the most part. Not on the road. For some reason, they still struggle a little bit on the road. But overall, their goal scoring has been better, and what they need is maybe some more help on defense, some more consistent defensemen or something. So it'll be different. The last time the Kings traded for defensemen, we got Robin Regeer. So who knows what will happen, what they'll pull out. Uh, yeah, and wasn't that a great trade? <laughs> I mean, Wasn't that a great acquisition? He's tried really hard lately. He actually, he's done some good things the last few games. Like, that Toffoli goal, actually, it was him separating Brandon Saad from the puck that allowed Toffoli to keep the puck in and then eventually score the goal. So, some good moments for Robin Regeer. I can't hate on him completely, but I don't think another Robin Regeer is the answer to the Kings' defensive struggles. No, no, yeah, please no. <laughs> so, we, don't, we don't need, like, a geriatric... Uh, 
blue line. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what they manage at the around the trade deadline. And hopefully it's good. And hopefully they win some more games and we can be excited. Uh, I'm sitting here calling him old and I'm just remembering you telling me that Pete Wentz is older than him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're thinking about a fallout boy playing at the all-star game and realize that P. Wentz, who, um, of course, for a while was a poster boy for shenanigans, um, is technically older than, like a year older than Robin Regeer. <laughs> so he would be an old man on the Los Angeles Kings. That's absurd to me. <laughs> He's still wearing, like, eyeliner and skinny jeans. <laughs> oh, now I'm just thinking about Robin Regeer and eyeliner and skinny jeans. Do not do that. <laughs> do not. <laughs> that is awful. That is worse than skin suit. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we, uh, I guess we'll just let the people decide on that one. <laughs> think about them both. Decide which is more horrifying. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I think that is the note we should end it on. The yes, most terrible I think images. so too. The next time we chat, Diana will be back in California. Hopefully the Kings will have won some things and we will have some more positivity for them getting back to the playoffs. Until then, Take care of yourselves, as usual. Uh, as we always say, if you happen to be on the road, you want to see some Kings games, on our schedule page, TicketMonster.com. Um, Twitter, we are at ThanksBud, T-H-X-B-U-D, or individually, I am at Chanel Berlin. And I'm at AKA Diane Fan. You can email us if you have any reason to do that, chirp at ThanksBud.com. Talk to you next week, friends. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Take care of yourselves. Be good to each other. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>